0: Hi, this is Andrew Miller from Business Enjoyment, and this is another episode of The Tingle Zone. In this episode, I'm speaking to Jag Panasar of Expand Marketing, a digital marketing agency based in Leeds. And Jag is going to tell us uh, how we can think about marketing in this new environment and the changes that we can make to ensure that we are still present and uh, in front of the people that we need to be speaking to. So Sit back, relax, listen to what marketing tips you can pick up from uh, Jag, and most of all, enjoy.
1: So, um, Expand is a full-service digital marketing agency. Uh, I set the business up uh, in two thousand and seven, pre-recession. Um, thinking at that point, well, I was actually made redundant. Um, in um, so the chain of events were. Um, I was due to get married in uh, July 2007. Um, so I put a deposit down on a house in myself and my fiancé at the time in February 2007. Uh, we were due to get the keys in May 2007, but in April 2007, I was made redundant. Um, so then I had a mortgage and a, 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 a wedding to pay for. uh no job. Um, so I set up Expand uh, in June 2007. Um, and yeah, it was, uh, and I just worked from from the house um, and, and, and took it from there. And at the time, I mean, digital marketing wasn't really um, terminology that was really used back then. Where were you working that you lost your job from? I, was, a um, I was the marketing manager for a uh, garage equipment manufacturing. Oh, okay. Um, so it was quite niche business to business, um, and luckily, you know, because it was a very niche industry, the, the competitors. That had seen my work, really liked it. And when they found that that company went into administration, I was approached by a couple of people to do some work for them. So they were my first clients, um, and yeah, it was pretty much yeah managing um, the start of their their digital presence at the time. Um, so yeah, and, and that's pretty much how Expand was born. And it was just myself for the first five years finding my feet, um, you know, just just, just figuring out. Business in general, um, and just figuring out what worked for clients and what didn't, um, and then I started to employ in 2012. We had quite a good little run. Uh, it went from being just myself to there being four of us in the space of six months, because um, things weren't going great, to be honest, in the first. I think by year four, I was doing it all wrong, and I got to a point where I thought, forget it. You know, this isn't working. Um, I, I might just jack it in and. I went through the process of thinking, right, well, I've got clients, I can't let them down, you know, I'll have to hand them over, and I'll have to do this, and I'll have to put a CV together. I thought, hang on a minute, I would work with businesses to make their money, but I'm not doing it for myself. What is going on? And I remember that moment so clearly, that was like the the real kind of um, X Factor fist in the air moment. When I, uh, yeah, and I thought, right, I can do this. And that was 2011, late 2011. And then by, what, uh, May, June 2012, um, I was employing by that time. So there was a 6 month period for me to just really get into shape. And then by February 2013, there were four of us. Um, And then, yeah, so, you know, since then I've been employing. You know, in terms of numbers, we've gone up and down. since then um and you know we're still up, still at four we work i work now with more of a, a strong network of suppliers rather than <laughs> the vanity of having loads of bodies there and then you know sometimes we don't need them it becomes an overhead so we've got a good process in place um and the type of companies that we work with our biggest client the most recognizable name is link chocolate uh, we've got the back end hr intranet system for them um, her majesty's prison service we did some internal branding work for them um, Agra chain of restaurants we've done their website for them um, they're the more recognizable names uh, the Tetley brewery we've recently just been doing um, lead generation for them uh, but after that it's very much the SME sector and the kind of things we do are you know like I say marketing strategy websites branding SEO social media anything that involves building the brand and getting the business out of yeah, Uh That's
0: really good thank you and uh, I, I, I love that um, moment you say you know, the, the X Factor moment when it all came together and, and just, just shows how much just plays in our head yeah. you, know, you know you had all the skills you had all the ability you had everything you needed to do it's just something in the brain's not working and then when that opens up <laughs> everything sort of slots into place and you go yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's,
1: okay,
0: I can do it That was that's brilliant
1: absolutely self-limiting beliefs really want, <laughs> um
0: but so that's a conversation for another day that one i think but um but for the for this podcast i think uh, you know everyone's had to um well not everybody but a lot of people can have to change quite dramatically the way they're thinking the way they're, they're processing their business how to keep their business going uh, and obviously there's going to be a, a, a change in some cases of how they market their business or others continuing what they should be doing so um for you what what should people should be thinking about in terms of marketing their business in order to uh keep going during this lockdown and actually beyond that as as we move into a what is an interesting and
1: possibly unknown environment yeah unknown is definitely the word um <clears throat> so we have a framework that we work to um, a model called solar seven and it's seven stages to achieve your objectives which in the private sector is very much you know return on investment um, and i think this model still very much applies so we call it solar seven because it looks a bit like a solar system um, so i'll go through each stage so stage one is discovery understanding where you've been where you are where you want to go as an organisation and just having a close look at your competitors and your customers um, so once you've done that stage two is creating the strategy uh, and the strategy is obviously everything that needs to take place after that and the idea of that is once you've done your research on all your com- competition and all your, uh, your target audience it's putting together a plan of what actually needs to happen Based on what kind of media they consume, um, and 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 you know what would work best for them. What is that gap in the market? Once you've got that, uh, stage three is getting your brand and your message right. Um, so imagine um, that I said this is that your, your brand and your message is at the heart of all your marketing. Um, so uh, imagine that's right in the centre of this solar system, and then imagine stage four is your website. So that's wrapped around it, and that's a bit like the sun in this solar marketing system. And then stage five, imagine there's five planets orbiting this sun, your website, and these five planets are all the different channels that direct traffic to your website. So um, things like search engine optimization, getting to the top of Google and pay-per-click. And then another one is social media, another one is email marketing, another one is PR, another one is advertising. So a combination of all these things, diverting traffic to your website is a, is a ultimately what what is the first step in the sales funnel of getting getting the inquiry in and leading it into a conversion? Um, so that's stage five, and then stage six is reviewing and measuring what's actually happening and tweaking. Really important, massively overlooked. Uh, and then stage seven is return on investment. So this framework is what what we use. Uh, we've used it for years. It's not reinventing the wheel. It's just our take on um, on on um, you know on how to market yourself. Um, and I think looking at this, um, we we need to really to apply this to the current situation. Um, it's a case of you know when you, if you if you take yourself right back to discovery, which I think a lot of businesses need to right now, they've had to go back and look at right what's working, what isn't working, what do we need to do. So you know, and I, and I think you know going back to you know
0: really really fundamental um, as you sort of touched on it, In some cases, who am I? Mm. <laughs> who am I? What do I do? And who do I do it for? Because yeah. there are some businesses where it's completely shifted their model or going kind to of have to dramatically.
1: Yeah,
0: um, absolutely.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's a case of seeing, understanding, you know, who, you know, discovery, stage one, and strategy coming hand in hand. And it's looking at your target audience, you know, who are the high-risk clients and who are the low-risk clients. I mean, I'm talking in a business-to-business scenario here, and it does apply with business-to-consumer as well. Um, but, you know, what I what I would recommend people do is, you know, categorise your portfolio of clients who are high-risk and who are low-risk. There's some sectors that have been hit harder than others. Um, and, you know, the key thing that I've been doing and I've been advising is obviously help out wherever you can. Um, you know, give. Um, obviously, we're all in business, and it's almost seen as crude to be, you know, being business and charging for things now. But obviously, we all have to survive. This 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 word at the moment is profiteering, and you know, selling toilet rolls at ten pound a piece. That's wrong. That's very wrong. Uh, but obviously, staying in business and keeping your business afloat. That's we have to keep doing that to keep the economy going. Uh, but I think now the mix should be finding the kind, kind of clients, looking at, looking at the sectors that are a bit more um, COVID-19 proof, uh, for want of a better phrase, um, and you know, targeting those guys in terms of the service that you're offering. Um, obviously, a lot of people will be doing the same thing. But then the ones that are not offering your support, because if you think of it from your own brand perspective, just from a human being level, we need to support each other. But think of what that would actually do for your own business brand if you're supporting other people uh, and helping them out. Because when we do come out of this, and we will come out of it, if something has to happen, um, You know, that's what people will remember you for at the end of it. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting about this thing about crops up a
0: lot been getting guilt around charging and, and, and this sort of situation and what's going on. But I was just watching the news report. Yesterday, day before, lose track of time. And they were doing mm-hmm. a thing on the milkman. And, and obviously milk milk, milk deliveries and other things have increased because you can't mm-hmm. go to the supermarket. So everyone's seeing a rise and a resurgence of the milkman. And they were doing the piece and tracking him around and, and that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. he was getting, the families were, were you know, there's a huge amount of thanks, the kids were writing thank you letters and, uh, you know, you're saving your lives and all the rest of it. And I'm thinking, that's that's all you've got to think about because. what is what that what those people are doing is arguably inverted commas profiteering from the situation but what they're doing is they are providing a service to somebody who really appreciates the service that you're providing
1: you know it's 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 fair trade for absolutely yeah i i I totally agree and there are some sectors we have a client that um they have a franchising model for window cleaning um and they're pushing it out in a big way, very, very switched on guy that runs a company. Um, and right now, the inquiries coming through are through the through the ceiling that they're, they're, they're kind of, you know, we see them coming in and I thought, you know, I would have thought, you know, that's the last thing people would be thinking about, but we're all locked away at home, the sun's out, you look through the window, it's dirty, you want a window cleaner? <laughs> yeah. A window cleaner generally doesn't break the bank. So there's some some industries. And, you know, for him, business is great and he's providing a service. It's something yeah. that people want because they want to feel good and better about themselves with the locked-in doors. Um, so I think as long as, the, you know, people are not manipulating the situation. And like I say, you hear these silly stories about people increasing the price of toilet roll and hand wash to ridiculous amounts. Um, as long as it's not taking the mic, then... That's what's keeping the economy turning as well yeah absolutely,
0: uh, which uh, you know and can become even more important over the uh, months to come yeah yeah, absolutely so um so so yeah, so people need to go back to stage one in many cases and really think hard about who it is they uh, uh, need to be marketing to um what how their problems may have shifted in, yeah uh, in, in, in a different environment, so it might uh, we might be providing solutions to a a different problem in the past but things change so
1: um yeah i mean the, the big word at the moment is uh, the buzzword is pivot people pivoting um i don't think i think that's probably quite a full-on word really because uh, when you look at the likes sort of you know the extreme scenarios the breweries that are manufacturing um hand sanitizer and stuff like that i think that's amazing i think it's just a, a great thing to do um and i think it's just great business innovation it's adapting what you've already got your resources into creating an opportunity spotting an opportunity and servicing um, a requirement Uh, but you know not everybody has a full manufacturing facility (laughs) at their disposal Um, and i think you know the way i look at it is um from a sales funnel point of view there's there's a number of stages in a sales funnel Um, So the first thing, the example I always use is is, uh, buying a car. So with sales funnels, you've got, first you become aware, you build awareness, you then go into the consideration phase, you then go into engagement phase, you then go into the purchase phase. So let's say my car's broken down. I know I want a premium German vehicle. uh, So I say I want to look at a BMW or a Mercedes. That's awareness. I'm aware that I need something. The next stage is... Uh, consideration. So I will go online, I have a look at BMW, um, the BMW website and Mercedes website. So that's consideration. I then go into engagement, uh, and I have a chat. I go into the showroom when I'm <laughs> when we're out of lockdown, and I will chat to the, the chat to them, um, have a test drive the cars, you know, get the pricing, and then if I decide I want to buy a Mercedes, then I go into the purchase phase. It kind of funnels downwards. So you know, in terms of your own pipeline as a business, you know, if you have got people who are close to the purchase stage somewhere further down in engagement or consideration or engagement, um, you know, that's where you probably need to up the marketing a little bit, the direct marketing and get the information in front of them just to push them over the finish line, obviously subject to their own circumstances, you know, if they're closer to the sale. For most people, you know, it's it's about, you know, the awareness stage, whereas in the past, you know, our, 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 um, pipelines and and ways of getting business in might have been through a physical referral network. That's obviously not there anymore. So I think digitally people need to be really focusing on getting their brand out there via all the social media channels, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is, that's, that's relevant really. Um, And really that right now is, is probably the best, one of the really most important things we can do just to show the world that we're still there. And uh, put
0: good, engaging content out there. So, uh, so i think interesting. Put you on a spot here and a question on that front because, you know, the, the social media strategy has always been about putting good, high-value content out. That's always been the the thing. Now yeah. we've got more people going onto social media. It's mm-hmm. a natural consequence. So, so yeah. the volume is going to be greater there'll be some dross out there but there'll also be more good stuff as well It mean be yeah. more across the board so have you got any thoughts or suggestions in terms <coughs> of what people can do even better even diff more di- even more differenter that's not even a phrase but you know what i mean uh, we kind of have to raise a game another level to really stand out now so what what can people do to be get even further out of the herd than they
1: were before well i think the starting point here Is firstly this takes it back to the Solar Seven model. I've kind of skipped a few steps. Stage three is brand and brand and content. Brand and message is at the heart of the model. First things first. I think you need to, as a business, really have a look at your own message. Is your message right? Is it in line with where 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 things are? A example is if you've got two months worth of social media scheduled uh, and you scheduled it at the end of February and it's still talking about You know whatever whatever's going on that was relevant then that is maybe not as fitting now you need to you need to consider that in the first you know do your housekeeping on that but more importantly um you know lock down on your values you know your business values um you know is that something that you as a brand that you have if you have that and then that is laying the foundation for any messaging you're putting out it will be something that people will buy into more because there's an authenticity behind what you're saying and on social media the engagement comes by um authentic content by the emotive thing if you're scheduling you know i i can generally spot from a mile away people say say, linkedin that i've scheduled or got somebody else doing their posts for them um because there's a real mechanical element to it and you know there's arguments for and against it um but i think right now you need to be putting stuff out there that connects with your target audience. So just understanding your audience goes back to again, discovery and strategy. How do you do that? I think social listening is really important right now. You need to be listening to engage, seeing who's engaging, who's talking about what, what's relevant. Um, you know, there are the people who, again, I'm talking about LinkedIn here. There are the people who are kind of more the LinkedIn purists who are, who are hammering it, who are really present on there pre-coronavirus um and now obviously the scope the state of play uh, has has changed significantly um and i've I've almost heard some people complaining about oh you know before the virus we used to be on here and now people all they're talking about is this and that but that's it's a topical thing that's that's what's there Um, so yeah i think listening to what everybody else is saying and then i find it is the stuff that's connecting with people, the emotive stuff that people want to hear. They want to hear positive things. They want to hear success stories. But I think it's also important. Obviously, selling on social media is not something you want to be doing. You don't want to be ramming stuff down people's throats. But flex a little bit of your own um, expertise. Share information. Don't worry about giving the game away because you know, it doesn't matter how much information you give me on building an engine. I'm never going to build an engine. I'm interested in the car. You know, I just got to know that it's red and shiny and it's fast. Um, So, you know, share that expertise and people will respect that. um, And, you know, they'll draw from it and it'll build brand value.
0: No, fair enough. So, uh, yeah, getting back to really understanding yourself and adapting it to a lot of things about social listening, just to sort of what what the conversation is at the moment. And even if you're not really... um, it's not the conversation you want it to be that tough
1: because that's the conversation (laughs) yeah well that's it yeah it's just a thing at the moment you know and, and if I'm honest you know I'm guilty of that as well I got to a point where I just got fed up of hearing I stopped watching the news for a few days I had to switch off from it it got too much and I was like that with Brexit as well Um, You know, I say bring back Brexit. That was uh, was, we thought that was a problem.
0: Uh, It's still going on behind the scenes.
1: Well, it is. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We don't hear about as much. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, it's just a topical thing. It's something that's happening, and I think you know you're, you're either engaging with it or you're not. And you know, the key to social media, the worst thing that you can be doing is putting stuff out there where people are not engaging with you. Um, and by that I mean in the best case scenario in my opinion is engagement by comments, people actually having a discussion with you it isn't a competition about you know likes they can be a little bit superficial um, You know, if you're getting proper engagement it means that you're having a, a good conversation, you're talking about something that other people want to engage in um, and because let's say from a networking point of view, you can't go out there and network and meet people this is the best way to do it Again, probably more fitting for the business-to-business type organisations. Just to be
0: uh, controversial a little bit and, and see where I go, but there's that standard thing in marketing that when uh, whenever everybody else zigs, you zag. So if everybody's moving to social media, there'll be some people who do really well by not going on social media. Have you come across anybody on that front or any thoughts around doing something that's different to just the social media? Right.
1: yeah well, I mean from a digital point of view uh i mean i'm i I'm, I'm talking about social media there a lot, but generally email apparently email um, marketing email open rates have shot up significantly because no, no one's got anything else to do <laughs> um, so, they're, so they're opening all this what you know you might have called spam email or junk email um so that is another angle um Search engine, Google searches for a lot of sectors um, have gone down significantly. So in terms of, you know, if you're for media or for e-commerce, they've they've gone up massively. And when I say media, I'm talking about, you know, news sites or social media, Facebook, etc. But that's dropped dropped a a fair bit in terms of recent uh, statistics. Um, In a perfect world, what you want to be doing is, I know I just said social media, but really you need to have a multi-channel approach to your marketing so really what you need to be doing is having a good solid kind of foundation for your content the kind of know what that message is a consistent message that you're going to put across to everyone and then put that out to uh, an email list that you've obviously hopefully built over time um, and you're sending out an email and then if you're getting the same message across your social media platforms um, and then also doing something via um let's say, uh, well, advertising isn't really a thing at the moment, the general quality of advertising that I'm being targeted for on social media has dropped significantly, because of the bigger players have obviously pulled it, and the people who are the smaller businesses are probably uh, thinking, right, I need to up my game and put some stuff out there. Um, so you can see that the budgets are not as high with whoever's advertising on uh, stuff I'm being targeted for on Instagram. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a bit of a, a, a multi-channel approach really uh, and PR links in very heavily with social media anyway. Um, so if you're putting content out there, um, it's the kind of thing that you know, you're, you're getting people
0: talking about your brand. So how, how would you talk about the PR section in this context? Because again, there's a, been a shift and change recently. What does PR mean to you now?
1: Well, um, you know, PR is, that's a good question, you know, what, what does it mean? Um, in my eyes, there's always a very blurred line between, you know, social media and traditional PR uh, in, you know, the newspapers and that kind of thing. You know, are people buying newspapers? I, I haven't even thought about that, you know. Obviously, they, they've taken a major hit anyway over the last 10 years, but my God, they must be really suffering um, at the moment. Um, but, you know, with, with PR, it's, it's about, you know, getting people talking about your brand uh, and really um, get, putting information out there on stories, success stories or an angle on a take, your take on a certain circumstance. Again, the most topical thing is uh, coronavirus. Um, so it's still very much a thing. And, you know, again, because people are online a lot more now, you know, when you think of, um, you know, the local media uh to us um and then let's again business to business environment you know platforms like the business desk you know they're still publishing they're still putting stuff out there but it's just topical stuff so you know if you've got something to say and there's something associated with your company then by all means you know get a press release out to them because it just adds to that support of keeping your brand present in a number of areas okay fair
0: enough thank you um Okay, so if if you've got somebody who is in a sector that just can't promote themselves at the moment or, or aren't open, you know, uh, events, restaurants, uh, I know quite a few photographers, for example, who can't go out and take photos I mean. <laughs> And um, what would be, do you think they should be looking to pivot at the moment or just stay stay in and start working on some of the stuff so it's right for when things switch open? So getting your website done, going back to core values, go developing strategy or blend of both?
1: But a blend of both. I think, you know, the most common thing we've seen is, you know, with restaurants, um, you know, they're starting to offer um, delivery services or takeaway service um, that, you know, they may have traditionally not have done that. Um, you know, even with the bars they're offering, you know, you can buy, I don't know how they actually do it, but you can buy six pints. I don't know if it's in a box or something like that, or actual pints, but there are, and you know, they're, they're finding different ways to, to to get around it. So I think absolutely, you know, if you can find a different route to market, um, you know, there's, I feel that, you know, when you're in, in a strange scenario, that's where, you know, the, that's when you get innovative and that's when you get creative. Um, And, you know, you mentioned photographers. I know a few people who are uh, just keeping brand presence and, you know, just photographing stuff around the house and just showing all the different techniques and what they've done with post-production. I know a videographer who just posted a really cool 30-second snippet showing how um, he creates um, what they call the... um, uh, the word has—it's kind of—the word slipped my mind. It's kind of like a a three D style where it's a still image and you can make it look three D. And it just showed, uh, you know, how well, like when it pans across and it's got different layers. Yeah. Uh, the word has completely left yeah. from my mind It's Not a
0: hologram, but it's sort of recreating
1: that depth. Yeah, it creates depth in in
0: about three layers. Yeah. Um, and so you know, little cards as a kid, sort of thing that would flex, and
1: you get a three D image. You know. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Parallax. That's the word. Parallax. Um, like a parallax. I wanted
0: to come up with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and uh, yeah, a, a very good videographer, friend of mine, he posted it on social media and he got loads of engagement and it's little things like that. All right. He can't go on site and, and film things. Uh, but just showing that, you know, we're still here. This is a useful bit of info if you want to do this yourself. He's flexing a little bit of his, um, expertise. Uh, and it's really interesting to watch. Um, so I think it, it's you know in that particular case it goes back to social media creating content it goes that's what I was saying about you know share information with each other um, and the idea is that you know I'm talking about it now because it's it's memorable stuff yeah. Uh, so yeah uh, the,
0: the key thing there for me is uh, it's always a flip side of the uh, targeting your market. But normally our market is a reflection of us. So because the market's now a lot bigger, because really online, you go back to what you do, why you do it, and what you're really passionate about. You video guys, and you're really passionate about what you do. Absolutely loves it. Might be a bit techie, might be a bit whatever, but actually there'll be people out there that'll buy into that because they're of a similar mind and there's more people available to it. So it's getting back to what really, that's the values and, and the thing you touched on, but it's actually driving that passion. Yeah. Really excite you. If you come across with that passion and that energy, yeah. it's going resonate, isn't it? And it's going to attract people. Though.
1: Yeah, 100%. I, I firmly believe, you know, business is, you know, it's, it's, it's an emotive thing. It's, people buy into the, into the emotion of what it is that you're doing, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, enjoyment or fear and everything in between um, that, that comes there. That's what, you know, really, if you can latch if you can really find what that is inside you, your, your true sense of purpose, your why, um, and you can carry that through the message, it will really strengthen your brand. And not only that, it will actually allow you then, people will buy into your value rather than the price that you're actually charging. And off the back of that, you can then charge what you're worth, um, is is my experience is what I found of work with myself. and working with clients and that's again you know that is the big question for everyone of you know should we be are we going to be able to well firstly are we going to survive this yes we are <laughs> you know <something laughs> happened. but when it comes out you know what what is what our charging structure is going to look like are people going to are we all going to have to drop our price but you know there are going to be people doing that but on the same hand there's going to be people who, who respect value um, and I suppose you know there has to be some kind of adjustment in some kind of way but I feel that The people that will come out stronger in this are the ones that have really got a strong attachment with their own values um, as a business, and that's what will help their target audience buy into into them. Mm.
0: And and again, those people that have a completely non-working sector, their values still stay the same. And so Mm. limiting, shifting, changing, whatever it might be, you can still be true to yourself, still deliver something that's of value. It might be completely different to what you're doing before, but yeah', yeah. Not staying in between the brands actually untouched
1: okay. yeah yeah 100 percent um it's you know I love the um, the purpose the why for um, Disney I think theirs is something like making dreams come true and they just happen to do it through a theme park and movies and cartoons um, but if they made cars, I'm pretty sure it'd be a pretty damn amazing car yeah, yeah. It'd be like a pumpkin or something. I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, yeah. don't, don't know where that came from.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. no, it's uh, it's some, some weird shaped cars actually. That's <laughs> I mean. yeah. um, need to get in touch with Disney on that one. Again. Mm-hmm. But, uh, okay so is there anything in the um, the reviewing and the measuring thing that you, you mentioned in stage six of your is, is there anything going to be changing uh, the way that people look at that? Or are there, or if people have not done it before, how do you measure the your social media impact or whatever it might be? What, what's the sort of things that people should be taking
1: from that? So for the people who have not done it before, I think the key is, I mean, I would assume that most people have a website. So having a look at the website analytics, uh, Google Analytics is usually the, the most common um, software that is plugged into websites, um, and just see how people are using your website. Um, you know, we've seen a drop naturally from March when we compare it as a twelve month um, twelve month period. We've had a drop in traffic. You know, everyone we see most most sectors have had a drop in traffic. Uh, but you know, if you're observing how people are actually if you can get into the detail of how they're engaging with your website, how long they're on pages, all that kind of stuff, that's useful that's market intel for you. that's useful information. Um, the the other thing I would say is have a look at your social uh, statistics. So the kind of things that you can you can look at is uh, you know how much reach your um, your posts have had, uh, how many impressions your posts have had um and yeah you know obviously like i was saying before how much engagement you've had and how how many likes and you know trial review and measure stage six in this model is about trialing stuff so you know with your audience again i'm talking a lot about linkedin here but it can apply with instagram facebook twitter any of the platforms you know trials are different things and trial different times or what works because everyone's audience is a little bit different you know typically you know first thing in the morning lunchtime and um you know five o'clock tends tend to be the peak times across on average across all the, the different social media channels when people are engaging uh, that might be different now because people are probably checking in before they go to work or as they're getting to work before they start work or whatever um but you know we're, we're all just blended into one now there's no commute for most people um, so there's probably more social media usage but test what's going out there and have a look at the metrics you know your LinkedIn account will tell you how many people have viewed your individual uh, posts Um, and you know if you're using hashtags as well actually that's a that's a good one going back to social listening if you use say, you know a few hashtags um, that's usually a good way for actually getting getting more people to view your posts as well
0: so you would pick those hashtags up by seeing what other people are using in your review state?
1: Yeah, yeah. And you can actually, on LinkedIn, you can actually see how many people generally follow a hashtag. Like something like, I don't know, hashtag small business has millions of followers. So if you're putting something in, excuse me, if you're putting something in, uh, writing something and it's relevant to small business, um, then you know that often helps give it a little bit more mm-hmm. amplification. Um, and people who follow that particular hashtag are likely to see your message. How do you know how
0: many people are following
1: that hashtag? You can search it. So if you go onto LinkedIn and if you just go out and put in search hashtag digital marketing or whatever, um, it will tell you, LinkedIn will tell you how many people are following that particular hashtag. So you can see what the most popular are. Um, and work with those, you know, and, and, and just experiment and just see what's out there. And it, it'll also make suggestions when you start to type a hashtag. Um, and it's it, it's a good way. It's just another tool for for getting you getting uh, your your name out there.
0: So get, make it run through an, an actual situation. Just to get for for those that may not have done it, let's use LinkedIn as an example. And you're going to test and measure a uh, a post. So let's say you've. You created a post that is, is true to you and, and, and you're happy with what it is if you wanted to, to test do you have to do a, a number of different articles or can you send the same one out I'll do it Monday morning at nine o'clock this week and next week I'll do it at Tuesday afternoon and can you do that kind of thing uh, because it's the same post you're defeating the object I mean yeah
1: I mean you can think of that as like going into a room and if you do that in this exactly as you've described, you wouldn't walk into a room with the same people. on one morning, you'd say one thing and people engage with it and say, Oh, brilliant. You think, oh, that worked really well. If you go back the next day on Tuesday morning and say the exact same thing to the same people, they'll think, What? Oh, you said that last time. So the idea is it's the type of things that you're saying. Um, so you wouldn't I wouldn't recommend repeating the post as such. You might be able to repeat it. From a different angle. Um, but you've got to be careful. You've got to treat it a little bit how you would in a social scenario. You know, if you're going on about the same thing too much, you will just switch people off. So you've got to have a good little mix. You know, I generally say don't sell at all. Um, you know, just put, just have a very small amount of, um, um, well, not a very small amount flex your industry knowledge, your expertise, but then also it doesn't have to be things to do with work that you're talking about, as long as it's relevant to the business community right now, more than ever before. Um, And then have a look at when you've posted something out, um, at what time it was, um, and what engagement you got. Um, Sundays tend to be pretty good, um, because people tend to be on LinkedIn on a a Sunday. Like I say, you know, I mean, we obviously this has all been going on for the last we're probably at what five weeks now or something like that um so the trends themselves I don't have any up-to-date information on exactly how it is but one thing's for sure is as we know social media is being hammered so what what the best times are to post I don't know again it also depends on your own audience the people that you follow and that are engaging with you so it's a case of you know regularly putting it out there and just seeing what works and what doesn't um, I found generally, I find it really frustrating because sometimes I spend ages thinking about this po- piece of content and post I'm going to put out and I think, oh, this is going to be brilliant. I put it out there and people are going to love it and I'm going to be a superstar and they're going to say, wow, that was so well thought out and nothing. I don't get anything from that. And then, And then there's other times when I just something pops into my head and I post it out there and it's trending. Um, and it just goes to show, you know, you can't, you wouldn't go into a room and kind of pre-shape something and rehearse it and say it to people rehearsed most people wouldn't um you you don't get that engagement off of that it's more whatever's happening on on the spot um and like I say you know it's the emotive stuff that people generally um um kind of warm to you know right now you know clap for our carers and uh, you know, work-life balance, and you know, it's it's all that kind of stuff. Looking after each other—that's a very topical thing right now because because of the circumstances. Yeah, I mean, one
0: suggestion I have for people they just totally not got a clue on how to create content or what it's going to be about—is, and again, this is easier now that we everyone's using Zoom or Skype or whatever it might be. But is just to get in touch with somebody that's on a similar wavelength to them. Yeah. Or in fact the opposite wavelength actually because it can work better but have, a, but have a conversation with them just catch up have a chat no agenda just talk about the stuff and record it yeah and out of that conversation comes some lovely little nuggets and it might just be a thought or a, or a line or whatever it might be or it might be the entire conversation or a bit of it but you 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 naturally go to the stuff that's interesting when you get into that sort of, level of conversation
1: yeah, absolutely. And I think people take for granted their own knowledge. You know, frequently people say, oh, well, you know, I've got nothing to say. That's why I don't go on social media. And it's a case of, well, you do, you just don't realize because, and I'm guilty of this. I just assume that people know what mm-hmm. I know. And I think, oh, no, I won't say, talk about that particular thing because, you know, everybody knows it. But, you know, maybe a handful of people that are in, not a handful, you know, a number of people in my sector will have that information. But then, they're not my target audience. My target audience are people who don't have that information. So you've got to kind of look at it like that and just keep putting yourself out there.
0: And I do find that people just resonate differently to the same message said by different people. Yeah. So they can hear the same thing five, six, seven, eight times and it doesn't sink in. And then person number eight says exactly the same thing and they go, oh, that's amazing. I said that. (laughs) They just resonate with that person, you know. Yeah. And this is it, you're resonating with your tribe. That's the whole point of marketing is to yeah. connect with the people that connect with you. So it may not be the message itself, it may be the way you deliver it.
1: Oh, one hundred percent. Oh, absolutely. And I mean that comes back to again tone of voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, in your brand, you know, what is your brand's tone of voice? Again, going back to stage three at the heart of it, you know, how are you communicating? What kind of language are you using? You know, what is the tone? Is it serious? Is it mechanical? Is it funny? Is it um and you know that's where you'll generally find you know you will attract a certain kind of person based on the style of language that you use um so again that goes back to just really getting down to the the nitty-gritty of understanding uh, your own brand once you've got that part of it done then um the rest of it will come together Excellent. So the
0: final stage you've got is return on investment. Uh, it's always interesting with social media. Uh, you know, on one level, it's fairly obvious You know, how much money am I putting in and how much do I get back, taking some lag into consideration. But investment also includes time. Yes. Social media is one of those interesting things that on the face of it is free, but actually it's a lot of time involved. And uh, But now some people got more time on their hands, so it's a bit of a balance. Yeah. Is there a different way of looking at return on investment, or how do you sort of measure it? rather than just straight number,
1: uh, financial? Financial, yeah, I mean, that's a, a really interesting one. I mean, we use ROI because that is, you know, a term that I suppose, you know, every, nearly every private business, that is the key thing that people are after. But really, I mean, there are, historically, um, in terms of our case studies, you know, that word ROI could be replaced with objective or goal. You know, what is the goal? We've had a school that we built a website for, and one of their goals was to get more recruitment applications uh, via the website rather than going through agencies which have a fee associated with them and we helped them get a 180 percent increase in um, applications compared to the 12 month previous 12 month period via the website so that was there probably is a measurable return on investment in that but for them the goal was we want an increase in the number of inquiries so i suppose really you know Talking about it in terms of social media, the measurement would really be in terms of your own statistics and your own profile. There are softer elements that you can't always measure, but you know, um, if you've got more in pe- people engaging with you and liking content and sharing content um, now than you did six weeks ago, then you know that there's something that's that's changed in there, and you can actually check out your statistics. Um, I think something that's really worth pointing out actually is um personal profiles i feel company a lot of people i've seen pushing on linkedin again i'm talking a lot about linkedin because that's again you know in the business to business arena that's really the, the major platform company pages are so um they're not they're not used quite right but then linkedin don't really give them the prominence that they should have um, and people are posting sometimes I'm seeing some people posting more on the company page than on their own personal profile And it should be the other way around because it's their personal brand that is the connection to the company um, So if there's anything I can recommend is you know just post more You know continue posting on your company page but the real human element of it comes by your personal company uh, Sorry your personal profile rather than the company page and, and the other
0: thing which is always applied but it's just that yeah, pick it out from what you're saying there as well is we just gotta remember that marketing is a is not a short term no and this is this is something you start now and it's it's over a long period of time before you can really see the results
1: and the benefits and the shift. Absolutely yeah I had a chap contact me last week. Um I suppose we're pretty fortunate in this situation right now because there is a requirement for digital marketing. Um Having said that, you know, we have, we have lost clients, people have had to pull back spend. Um, but, we, you know, there was one particular chap who sells luxury jewellery, um, and he contacted me saying, you know, his referral network was all via, um, you know, the real world. Um, people would come to him into his shop or via recommendation, and they'd buy, and he had nothing digitally, and I said, you know, he said he had a very, he gave me an amount of money that he's got to invest, and I said, you're better off not investing that amount of money keep it in your pocket because for it to push it digitally you need to it needs to be done in a certain way and it needs to be done over a period of time it doesn't the results don't come overnight which obviously that's what everyone's after all the time uh, but there's you know if there was a magic recipe to make a million overnight I would be in the Bahamas right now <laughs> <laughs> Who's or to not? Now? <laughs> <laughs> or not yeah or not <laughs>
0: Or it's over Zoom, who knows where you
1: are.
0: an interesting point there because again, one of, the, one of the key things around uh, crops up a lot is that when we go into a time of financial restriction, whether that's a lockdown, a recession, both, whatever it might be, is that it's very often marketing's one of the first things to go, and then you get the clarion call from Mark to say, No, 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 this is the the time you should be expanding and and spending money on it because it's more important. Yeah, I love the tale there where actually you you got somebody where it wasn't right to push back to marketing. So, what what's your view in that space of should people be putting more into marketing, easing back on it, or or, or it depends on their circumstances. What would the circumstances be to shift it?
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's the that's the interesting question. I mean you Know the saying at the moment is, you know, trim the fat, but make sure you're not trimming the muscle. Um, so, end of the day, you know, you've got to make cutbacks. You know, when you think of um expenditure, a lot of people have cut back on pay per click Google AdWords marketing, that's the, the top listings on Google when you go in there. Um, but there still needs to remain a brand presence in the in the recession. Um, I believe in, in 2000, you know, in the late 90s recession, I believe the companies that completely cut back on marketing they really struggled to come out of it and the ones that you know retained some presence or went even further into it came out as as real strong leaders this this is obviously i'm basing this on the big brand names and the big companies but you know the principle of it still applies you know i think um we need to still re- retain a presence and keep it out there um you know i had a client that rang me up the day after it was a week before lockdown when Boris Johnson half announced that we should be, you know, working from home. (laughs) Um, And that day I had three clients call me and say either we we need to stop everything immediately or we need to reduce spend. Um, And two of them, I got it because they were in a a very, they were in a recruitment. Um, So, I mean, that took an absolute hit at the time and probably still is. Uh, But this other client, you know, they they were in um, slightly more, uh, what's the word, in a slightly more sustainable sector. Um, and I said do not cut everything off just trim it down and just keep certain things going and then yeah he, he said okay well tell me what I should cut off and what I shouldn't so we put put together um, a bit of an outline of okay well you can do without that you can do without this and let's stick with that and a lot of it was to do with you know the social media and just keeping the content going out there and email marketing and all the things you can do digitally to retain a presence um so like I say I mean it's the, the the saying that is going around at the moment is you know trim the fat but be careful not to cut the muscle um because that's what keeps it keeps it going yeah no good good uh, good message and it, sometimes it just benefits
0: just speaking to somebody as to what we're not always clear what's the muscle and what's the fat that's part of the problem but we well, need to speak to uh, other people sometimes that's
1: yeah absolutely and you know there i don't think there is every business is different every audience is a bit different and the circumstances are you know there's so many variables there so you're absolutely right you know and even with social media i've been going on about this all throughout this whole session um but even with that you know you could be doing all kinds of stuff on social media and it's just not doing anything uh, and that in itself is almost a, a bit of an art really yeah.
0: All right. So is there any final sort of wrap ups or words or tips of advice that you would like to to give people at this moment right now?
1: Um, oh, I mean, probably just summarise everything that I've, I've I've been saying. Really, just stay present on social media. You know, keep yourself out of there. Latch into your. If you don't know your brand values take the time to understand them. There's loads and loads and loads of free resources out there now more than ever to actually learn how to understand that. Once you've got that, keep yourself present on social media um, and engage with people and they will engage back with you. Um, And right now, who knows where things are gonna go, but in terms of keeping for the business to business, um, small business um, community, I feel that doing that via LinkedIn is very important, and as you pointed out, Andrew, that there are obviously there's a lot more people out there. Um, but just be yourself, be authentic, have conversations on social media, and you'll keep your personal brand out there. Brilliant. Thank
0: you. And if anybody needs to get in touch with you or have a look at what you you've got going on, is there anywhere particular they should go?
1: Uh, yeah, you can have a look on our website. It's expandmarketing.co.uk. That's spelled with an X. There's no E at the beginning, um, and you'll yeah, you'll get a bit of a feel for all all the things that we do and have done. Brilliant, Jack. Thank you very much.
0: Uh, I hope people got some uh, useful tips out of that as what well. they can apply it themselves. But I think. You know, for me that that key thing you wrapped up at the end, you know, the, 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 the marketing messages or, or whatever the things might change, things might shift, but when it comes from your values, from your heart, from your passion, it kind of doesn't matter what happens out there. Mm. You are the consistent thing and you can stay consistent through whatever's happening around you. And and that's that's how we make it through is by staying true to ourselves. Uh, Absolutely fantastic brilliant thank you very much Uh, jag uh very much appreciated and i'll catch you later thank you see you later these podcasts are not necessarily here to give you all the answers i want you to think about what's been said what's come up and how you might apply that to your own situation and if you've enjoyed it then please subscribe to the podcast and of course share it on the social media platforms and so more people get a chance to hear what's going on Thanks very much for listening. My name is Andrew Miller from Business Enjoyment and I want you to enjoy your business so much it makes your bits tingle.